0: This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters, for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305 956 3666. Okay, good morning. Today's class is the Unishmat Esther Rina, Unishmat Yerchma Diane Magadalia, and Sion Benema, also for the Rafosh Lehma and God willing, Rav Shalom Ben Yabne and Dario Ben Sara. Also, God willing, also this class is in the success of Yehud, Yehud, Yehuda Mordechai Ben Gittel Rivka that he should have success and find his zivug. And also, God willing, also in success in Yashma Yabli Shabbat Ravak Dario Ben Yabli Shabbat Shabbat Please share and rate the podcast. Next week, uh, next Thursday night, we're going to be in um, National Hotel. Uh, we're doing a single event With Nelly's List I think I believe at 8 o'clock National Hotel in South Beach There's a lot of sparks I need to pick up in South Beach A lot of sparks that left And then now Baruch Hashem I'm going to South Beach To elevate them Unbelievable Everything in life you, you physically have to go To the same spot To now rectify it It's a start of life And God willing Also we are planning November Early November uh, Rabbi Rush's last event In the United States and we're trying to do we're trying to book Carnegie Hall. So that should be a massive event God willing. So everybody in LA book a ticket and we really really want to have an amazing mega event uh, God willing November. Okay, today's class I can tell you a little bit about my story about this class how this how, how this whole thing came out. So obviously, you know, we, nothing happens in life uh Elul, the purpose of Elul, like we said is is we're getting squeezed in Elul. The purpose of getting squeezed in Elul is so you can pretty much and get out of your comfort zone. That's the purpose of Elul. Why specifically? Because what we can do in Elul, the amount of production you can do in Elul, and the amount of rectification available, heaven has to do whatever they can to get you to win. So whatever, however you're going to have, it's going to happen. So last week, I had a uh, very, very challenging week. Um, and obviously, like we said many times, purpose of trouble is to get you into prayer that is always my line always my line I always have this this trouble gets me into prayer stop looking at the trouble and focus on what is the trouble getting to you this is the number one thing we all need to get into anytime there's trouble and there's two places where you're gonna see the most trouble and that is usually with relationships and money those are (laughs) heaven doesn't need much to wake up a Jewish person today all he has to do is crank up your wife and lower the parnasa, and then, don't worry, he's got you as an active customer. Let's not, let's be real. So heaven, and why it's, we specifically said, why those two things specifically? It's because those two things are connected to splitting of the Red Sea. Splitting of the Red Sea, there's a Gemara that says, splitting of the Red Sea is connected to uh, prayer It's is just as hard as finding a Zivug, as splitting of the Red Sea. And it's just as hard as finding a Zivug, as making Parnassus. So those two things, splitting of the Red Sea, represents 12 lanes, represents 12. So those two things have the same, splitting of the Red Sea, same thing, money, this. So they're both connected to the quality of prayer. We're going to talk about that. Why is that practically? Why is that practically? And actually it happened to me. And this week I, w- I would say I probably had one of the greatest weeks spiritually that I've had a long time. Um, because I cranked up the prayer. Cause, and I recognize this. If I'm sitting there focusing on this business and I'm focusing on my wife, I'm going in the wrong direction. I'm going, I'm, I was completely in the wrong direction. So what do I need to do? I went with this line, Reb Nachman says this in lesson nine. It says that black and white, a man's relationship with his wife, as well as his livelihood, are both determined by the quality of his prayer. Therefore, by praying with energy, a person merits to have a good marriage, and a good livelihood. So those two things, that line has always been in my line. This is a shaky, my prayers are shaky. And it's, it, I can always see it. It's like pretty much when, you know, when, you, when, you're, when your workout is low, low, your energy is low. It, there's always a connection. And he also says in that same, in that same line, Lesson 9, that a person receives vitality primarily through his prayer. The vitality, the energy I get, I'm going to get through my prayer. Therefore, one must pray with all his energy so that his energy enters the letters of the words of the, of the prayers and is rejuvenated there. This way he attains faith. So right away, we recognize energy. We spoke about yesterday's class and today's, and today's concept. Now, why is this practical? Now, what really changed? Pretty much when you feel connected, and you feel energized after his bodhidut, after a good prayer. Number one, if you get criticized, you don't really care because you're feeling so good about yourself. It's not even about you. So that stops all the uh, back and forth. You did this, I did this, you did that. Number one. So that already, you don't get affected so much by the comments. Because couples are going to make comments. But at the end of the day, when you're feeling good about yourself, you couldn't care less. You recognize it's not about you. If that person has a crappy morning or that person has a, a bad day. Why am I making everything about me? But if I don't feel good about myself, I'm always going to make everything about me. So that's the number one shift that I saw. So that's, that's why in a relationship... Are you going to guarantee you're not going to have arguments? Are you going to guarantee you're not going to have certain comments said to you? Impossible. But how they affect you, 100%. Money-wise, very simple. And money-wise, you need energy to make money. That's I, I, You need 100%. And a lot of times, and I recognize when I'm in a good mood, I'm like running to give charity. I'm running to give, like, not, you don't have to tell me to give charity. I'm running to do it. So wh- why is me running to give charity by like, doing it happily ended up obviously getting much much bigger returns without the intention. It just happened. So when you're feeling good about yourself and you feel connected and you feel energized, practically, let's just say that, let's just say that line doesn't exist. But practically, you are treating people better. You are doing better things. When you feel good, you do good. And, but when you're holding all this nonsense in and you're worrying about it, then how could you give charity and how could you uh, not take things personal. So this is why it's such an important line. When I cranked up the fila, everything else fell into place. And it had nothing to do with whether the market or the, or the economy or the business. It's all, it's all, this is all, this is just the puppets. You understand? They're all puppets. And this is the story of our lives, by the way. Because once you, that's the purpose. God never changes. We need to understand that. God does not change. God does not change. So what are you going to do now? If the, if, the, if the cards are not in your favor, what are you gonna do now? You have to change. And what I like about this is it's a great strategy. By the way, today's the Yortzai, also the Benish High. It's a great strategy to stop blaming the world because we know blaming is the number one way to stay in a problem. Number one, the minute you blame, the solution is completely removed from you. So you're gonna be stuck. So you're gonna be stuck and you're gonna be completely more, more worried about it. And if you just think about practically, the two things that people worry about the most is money and relationships. Always undermine, their mind, and I ask, ask, ask people, how long are you worrying about this? I don't know, all day. How long are you praying? I don't have time. So that's pretty much a recipe for, I mean, for more, 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 for more confusion, and more and more holding things in, and less results. So if you spent enough time worrying that you did praying, you would have already... We probably would have had a, a new tour, a new mountain, or created, but we're not handling things the right way. This is why we have to take a step back, and we have to rec- And i that's what exactly what I did. I saw my energy going low, I saw me pointing fingers, and I said, what's going on here? What? What's happening to me? What is happening to me? What? Where is that shift? And once I made that shift, I said, that's it. We're, we activated. As soon as you make that shift, that's gonna energize you. That's gonna energize you automatically, and that new energy is going to be the beginning of the breakthrough. And the Baruch Hashem, this week it was a, every every day it was a just a tremendous amount of clarity and 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 this. But that happened because I put the energy in the right place. And this is what he's saying here: when you when your prayers reach perfection, prayers here are referred to again, either praying from a book, but most what he's talking about here, R' Nachman is saying, is really really praying from your heart doing his bodhidut, that is really where you're going to get the most effect across the board. You will come out completely different. If you come out of a prayer of his bodhidut with different energy, you have accomplished the, the prayer, the job. Because remember, you came with constriction and you walked out with expansion. That is what's supposed to happen. If you walked out of prayer, the exact same person, we have a problem. Then you're, you're doing it wrong. Either you're trying to change God, or you're trying, or you're not focused, or your head somewhere else. It got to the point this week where I lost. I, was, I did his body literally for an, almost an hour a day, and I didn't lost track of time completely. But I had to make that decision to activate myself. This is what I need to do. This is going to solve it. I went all in on the on the prayer. Everything else will fall into place once this falls into place. And I beg you. This is what you need to focus on. Also, what does prayer represent? Faith. A man of faith has abundant blessings. So again, prayer, faith, responsibility, working on the spiritual cause instead of the physical cause instead of the uh, thing. It's all connected, and this is where the it, it's normal. We say, "Well, I try, I'm getting confused." This is exactly what he says in the next line. When a person is about to pray, extraneous thoughts come to him, and impure forces come to him and surround him, so that he remains in darkness and he's unable to pray. So it's okay to get the confusion, but you're you're gonna get a lot less confusion if you decide, I'm going all in. You're only gonna get a lot of confusion when your heart's halfway in there. But when you're all in, you're gonna get this. But I can't tell you, I, you, you think you're going to have a shot of being in a relationship and if you're not centered on the ultimate goal of the relationship which is Humility and gratitude. Otherwise, you're gonna be self-centered. It's all about you. He didn't do this for me She didn't do that for me. He didn't do that for me. It's all about you And that's exactly what the ego does It makes everything about you and this is a problem today. It's a problem today because we're not seeing it and if you have a uh, Let me explain to you something very clearly if you have a hard time in AAA you're gonna have a hard time in the majors. If you have a hard time with this when you're dating, if this doesn't get rectified in your dating, once you get married, <laughs> it's a whole different ballgame. It's a whole different ballgame. So this is where our creators are literally creating a spot like a spotlight effect on the problem. So it should be rectified and, and, and fixed. Whether whatever it needs to be fixed, whether it's a self-esteem issue, whether it's fixed, whether whatever it is. But, Heaven will show you, wherever, in any area where you belittle yourself, where you don't feel good about yourself, when you're devaluing yourself, you will pay the price for it. Because heaven has to, that is one area that, heaven has to do whatever it can to bring you enough pain that you should not be in that area. Because that is, you're not not elevating the spark that you have, which comes from God himself. And that's not being shined. That means God gave you a specific mission, that if you are not taking that spark and, and doing something with it then it's that itself will never be it will never flourish it's like the beautiful flower that never ripens and that flower has to ripen no matter what has to happen it's going to ripen and if you don't want it to ripen it'll ripen through pain through whatever condition it has to ripen that's the example the analogy that we have to. we have to ripen and the reason why we, we're not ripening is because we're not working on ourselves enough and we're too busy uh, with dealing with other people, businesses, and et cetera. And that's where we, where we have the wrong picture. This is why we're all frustrated. Frustrated because we're, we're not looking in the right place. We're not looking in the right place. And this is why it's really the man's job to take the lead on this. And that's what he says. A man's job. A man's relationships. It's not... The man has to be the one. He's the son. He has to come in... And he has to, he has to not, uh, not um, resent his wife and not to criticize. Because if you're criticizing, you're, you're losing the whole role. Instead of recognizing that problem in the relationship is because your prayers are weak. You're not, you're not rising on a, con- on a conscious level. Instead, you're blaming her, exactly what Adam did, for the problem. So it's your problem. It's man's job. woman, the Zohar says, comes to this world just to help the guy out. She's on a much higher level spiritually. She comes just to help the guy out reaching his mission. Now what happens? If this guy's not hitting his mission, she gets an upgrade. Let's say she becomes really spiritual and she gets another person to help. Just like we spoke about with Esther. Esther Hamalka. What did Esther... If you don't want to do this mission, we'll find somebody else. So you can actually lose mates and etc. And you can also upgrade. So we, we don't have too many chances to make a, a decision. You get an, God gives you a lot of patience. But there's a time where... Okay, this guy's not getting it. Go to somebody else. And this is where we really, really have to put the energy in. That means if you're putting the energy, if you tell me, listen, I'm putting my energy into it, I'm working on myself, I'm not blaming the messenger, I'm not doing this, I'm working on it, then you don't have to worry about it. It's going to work out. Eventually, you're going to get work out through prayer, God's going to give you the awareness, and you're going to fix it. Guaranteed. But if you're doing this without any kind of awareness, or any kind of step, and you're just blaming other people, or... Or you need other people. It's like going to bankruptcy court and just finding different partners that you think are more half It's not going to work out. And this is where he's saying this. He also says, in Lesson 2, a primary weapon of a Jew is prayer. All wars that a person must wage, whether wars against the evil inclination or other wars that impede him or against him, are fought with prayer. That's what He tells it to you in Lesson 2. Right away, he tells you, you're going to be in a war. And what's the what is the puzzle of this week? Ki and milchama. When you go out to war, you're in a war. When you go out to war, ki and milchama. What does milchama mean? A milchama means a war. What is, what is, how do you, how do you win a war? You have to be a melech ma, a master of humility. What does humility mean? I'm changing, not the other person. The person who is humble recognizes I'm changing, I need to crank up my tefila. Not I need to fix it. Uh, that person needs to treat me better. That how could you, and we have to understand this on a conscious level? Why would a person treat you better when you're sending him negative signs? Think about it practically. If I'm sending you negative energy, it's like almost expecting somebody to walk and you're walking in the mall and all of a sudden you don't say hi to a person, and you're upset. How come they didn't say hello to me? Um, why would they say hello to you? You have to say hello. Reaction. And then there's another reaction. That's how it works. We almost be foolish, be upset. How come that person didn't say hello to you? Did you say hello? No. You have to say hello. It's that simple. It's that simple. And this is exactly where, you know, one thing about Rav Nachman, Rabbi Nachman's teachings. There is extreme amount of clarity. If you believe it don't believe it, that's a whole different problem. But you have to really believe it's that simple. He specifically said this a thousand times. Anything but simplicity, you're wasting your time. If it's not simple, you're wasting your time. The most highest level is simplicity. We are so confused because we're in a bull. We're in a flood. We're in a flood of confusion. We're in a flood. Because we're, what are we doing? We keep on thinking the solutions out there. We never think the solutions in me. And I, when I shifted that My prayers, everything fell into place. Everything fell into place, bottom line. And I saw, wow, the whole purpose was to get me back to that hour I used to do, because that hour became 20 minutes. So for me, on my level, I can't do 20 minutes. I need to do an hour. So I figured I am doing, no, you're doing 20 minutes. You used to do an hour. Remember those days. It got me back to that. I would have never gotten there by myself. It would, I had to get shaken so I shake up that means stop being stingy in heaven you're, because you're stingy you think your creator is stingy that's the problem you're stingy, it's not your creator you are stingy and this is where Remarklin says in this in the, there's a famous Gemara that says to the extent that a person sustains his father in heaven he is sustained pretty much Measure for measure. You sustain your Father in Heaven, He sustains you. Now what are you going to sustain Him with? Your prayers should always get better and better. Why? Because Torah study and prayer strengthen and illuminate each other. It's necessary to engage in both of them because Torah, the Torah that you learn, you end up fulfilling it and that all of a sudden changes the prayer. This is where rab Nachman really came out with that combination of the fiftieth gate, the greatest power is to take. For example, let's say you have a relationship, and the main cause is resentment. Okay, so what do you what 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 Torah is that? Azamra, focusing on the good people, focusing on somebody's good points instead of focusing on what they're now doing for you. That's Azamra. So you should know from that situation where there's resentment. I am not judging myself favorably, because if I judge myself favorably. The way I treat myself is the way I treat others. The way you feel about yourself is the way you treat others. We know this. When we're feeling good about ourselves, we're different people. We're more charitable. We're less picky. We let things go. We pray for each other. We judge less. But the days that we're not feeling good about ourselves, because we have a, a, a huge, amount of, uh, huge amount of things that we've, we're not dealing with consciously, we, we hold it in, we hold it in, we hold it in, and we say, you're the cause of my problems. And not only do we say we're gonna cause other problems, why is my creator doing this to me? And then we get stingy. That's the pattern. That is the pattern. And this is where you see this all the time. You know, when you see addicts coming to my facility, there's like years and years and years of stored up things that it doesn't take much, but a few little things to go, explosions, it's all explosions. And you would have never gotten that if we were able to get that. Reb Nachman also says a person who guards his sexual purity is able to pray. Also, a person who blemishes his, his sexual purity is not going to be able to pray. So there you go. Well, the reason why we want to be work on that sexual purity is because that is the arrow. Without prayer, you're not going to win the war. You could why? Because you're going to be the war. You're going to be fighting with yourselves instead of fighting with the the real enemy which is the ego see <laughs> so you're you're fighting with the wrong person fighting with your wife or fighting with your husband or fighting with the person you're dating you're hitting the, you're you're just fighting in the wrong war it's an inner war what are you fighting with that what do you how are you viewing before you fight with anybody you should ask them am i number one am i judging that person favorably yes or no number 2 are you holding resentment towards that person yes or no once you remove one and two, there will be no more fights. That's it. It's that simple. We want to fix a fight without fixing one and two. And I'm seeing it, I'm telling you, I see it in my own life. I'm like, I, what, am, I, am I really that ridiculous thinking I'm going to fix this while I'm still holding resentment? How is that possibly going to fix? Can an angry person have love? No, an angry person cannot have love. Can you have love somebody when you're judging them? No, you can't have love with somebody when you're judging them. End of story. And why are we judging in the first place? Because again, we don't, are not, either we're not judging ourselves favorably, or we're, we're not hitting our spiritual levels. Because in a higher spiritual level, you don't judge. You see what that person's missing, and you go to help them. You have empathy. Not sympathy, empathy. You can read between the lines of what that person's going for. This is why money and parnasa. Money and relationships are so connected to prayer because they're both connected to consciousness Prayer changes consciousness and in a higher consciousness of the the person who's who's trustworthy The person who who trusts in God he reacts completely different to his business Of course, he could be aggressive. He could be this but he recognizes he just has to he has to have trust He gives plenty of charity. He's not afraid to give charity. He's not he doesn't need to steal he doesn't need to be jealous and envious of somebody else because he knows whatever's going to come to me is going to come to me and the way i attract it is through trust not fear the same thing if you're in a relationship and the main main situation is fear then there will be codependencies there will be all kinds of things all kinds of things that are not going to that are not being dealt with on a conscious level and this is why we need to start converting the worrying into prayers That's what we need to do. We need to start converting our prayers. And people tell me, I have no time. That is exactly the wrong, not true. You do have time, you just don't have energy. And why? Because the energy is being wasted on stupidity. That's why, we do have time. We have time to be very productive at work, but we don't have energy because we're we're on our phones all day long. And that's taking away, the distractions are taking away the focus. But you have there, you have time. So that's another thing, you have to get rid of those uh, excuses. If you don't have time, you wake up earlier, end the story. You wake up earlier, you make it happen. If you want to make it happen, because that's dep- this is what it's all dependent upon. And that's why I had Baruch Hashem, one of the greatest weeks of prayer, even higher than, than Rosh Hashanah. It's because I was so squeezed and I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? And then boom, boom, I put all the energy back into where I was. And I said, where did I get to the highest places in my life? When I, went great, when I went all into this. And, and then that, and the more you go into it, remember, just like everything else, the more you believe in it, right? That means the more I believe in something, the more I have faith in that. And the more faith I have that, the more I see results in it. It's all, the more, for example, the more you believe that you're going to get healed by something, the more you let go and stop controlling, worrying about doctors. You just let go. You completely let go. But when, I don't, when I'm worried that I'm not going to get healed, then what am I going to do? I'm going to all day long look for the right doctor and the right hospital. Of course you have to look for the right hospital. But my intention is not on the, oh my God, I'm going to be healed. These people are just a stick. So the little Baba Chereva said it very clearly. He says, the doctors have, a, have they could be messengers to heal, but they cannot predict your life. Doctor cannot tell you, you have six months. That is in heaven. Doctor can never say you have six months based on scientific data. That is up to heaven. That is not up to them. So we are losing the big purpose. We're losing, we're not focusing on the right direction. And and you see worrying, you see anxiety, you see depression, God forbid, you see this at an all time high. College students, I think um, it's a disaster there because what are they teaching them? <laughs> more bubba mices in college, More more ridiculous ideas that are not based on faith and based on responsibility, just a bunch of la-la-land, what, what they're teaching half of these people. Then, what do you see? Why do you see colleges? Because these kids are lost. Who's going to lead them? Who's going to lead them to the places where they need to go? Just they're falling into societies. Oh, blame that one. It's that person's fault. That, that's the hard today. The rational mind telling you who to blame. So you, you, what I would recommend, hopefully you'll get squeezed like me. If you haven't gotten squeezed, you need to squeeze back. And the story, that's the purpose. When somebody squeezes you, you need to take it from heaven to squeeze back. And once you start focusing on the person who squeezed you, or the business, and you get to the, to the real concept, which is, what does my creator want from me here? If I see these two things are happening at the same time, I have to wake up and say, oh, that's lesson nine. There is the solution. And then you could say thank you for the problems. You understand? You can't say thank you without without even faking it. I can say thank you for your kindness that you got me here because of these situations. Thank you. The more prayer you have, the more faith, the less questions you're going to have. The more faith you have, the less questions. The less prayer, the more questions. Because how do you process How do you process these things? How do you process these things? That's what you need to understand. And I can tell you by the results people are getting, people that are all in on prayer, and I keep on his it specifically, that you have to talk it out. Talk it out. Stop putting the energy in the right place. That is exactly what God wants from us. He wants the relationship, because he tells us very simple. You want to be, you want to win the war? Lesson two. This is not even my words. The war is fought with, with every war that a person goes through. The weapon is prayer. That is your weapon. Your weapon is your mouth. Not your head. The enemy is the head. is the intellect. Get it from your head into your mouth. Little, get it into head, take it out of your head, and talk about it. Talk about it, and you are going to get massive results. This is why I'm in so much pain when I just see people going in the wrong direction. And do not, again, do not expect your partner to do the work. They will not do the work. You have to do the work. Somebody has to step up and make it happen. And then when you change the way you look at things, they will change exactly. Somebody has to do that. Somebody has to be. Instead of saying, you're not religious enough, this is the typical scenario that we all have. I'm more spiritual than you. So if you're more spiritual than me, then why are you judging me more? That person at least doesn't know. But you know. So how could you... Already, you're judging. So do you understand? If you're that spiritual, and that religious, then you should know. You shouldn't judge your neighbor. (laughs) Do you understand how it works? But when you say, I'm more spiritual than you, I'm more religious than you, how come you're not religious enough? Do you understand what 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 it sounds like? How could you get results? Because you're, you're getting criticized. So you have to show by example and by prayer. Your job is to worry about yourself. Heaven worries about that person. But Rabbi Nachman tells us that when a person judges their son favorably, you can actually change that person. Just like you need two witnesses to prosecute somebody, right? You can't prosecute them on what witness. So the more you have, for example, this is why the Satan himself is already a prosecutor. So when you say that person should be punished, or that person should be, now you're the second person. You're the cause of the problem. The guy. You're, the, you're the cause of it. You're the second witness of why that is punished. And you're not supposed to be part of the punishing. You're supposed to be part of the lifting. And again, once you see that, but this can only be done on a conscious level. You have to recognize this. And the reason why we, we need to just learn, number one, we need to focus on, on the direction. And second, we need to stop blaming people. That is what I did. Stop blaming people. Stop focusing on what does my creator want from me. Went all in, and I got tre- not only did I get results, I got tremendous results, which put me in such a great mood, which ended up giving more charity and being more helpful. Do you understand? Because there's a there's a concept in spirituality that says one mitzvah will will the, the reward for a mitzvah is another mitzvah. The reward for a good deed is another good deed. Let's say all of a sudden you, you eat well and you start losing weight, so there's a good chance you can exercise. There's a good chance because you're now you're taking care of your health. But let's say you don't eat well and you couldn't care less about yourself. You're not going to go exercise. You're going to find more garbage food to eat. So it's that momentum. The reward for a, for a mitzvah is another mitzvah, that is the highest point. And when you're doing mitzvahs with, with joy, when you're doing good deeds with joy, the levels that you can get to, Rabbi Nachman says in lesson 24, is higher than, than any type of energy that you can get. It's, you reach a higher of, of nefesh, ruach and neshama, higher than higher. So that's what we have to practically do. First, let's refocus, turn that trouble, squeeze back. People are squeezing you, squeeze back. There's no question. When you tell breast lovers you can't go to Uman, you think they're gonna say, "Okay, no big deal, we'll go next year." Do you think that? Do you think these people are just gonna stop? <laughs> do you understand? These people will will be stranded at airports if they have to. And are you are you saying they're maniacs? Are You saying they're crazy? No, they're intense. Because when when they, you tell a breast lover he can't go to Uman, that's where the sale begins. This is not some b'di evid. Comfort nonsense thing. Do you understand? That's when the sale begins. And I said to myself I'm not going to go to Uman. I got a letter from Robert Kramer. And he says Are you out of your mind? So that letter switched. I said, what am I? What was I thinking? I was, that's what happened to me. I was so not, I was just so blocked that I couldn't believe I would even think about not going to, going to Uman. But that's what, the beginning of the sales when the customer says no. And you have to recognize it also. And this is what Rabbi Nachman teaches us. The beginning of the sale is when the customer says no. Everything is done through tefillah. And you're going to see there's major miracles that are going to happen, God willing. There's going to be thousands and thousands of people. And that's what Rabbi Nachman says. He, there is a guy that, that questioned, Rabbi Nachman, should I go to Uman to be with you? You told them no. No, don't go. I told them no, don't go. If you have a question, you shouldn't go and the guy didn't go and then he cried and he says I can't believe that person is not going to be the woman Rosh Hashanah so you should say you should encourage them Rabbi Nachman's teachings are, are you have to put the seatbelt on and you have to go all day that's all I can recommend you it's going to be painful it's going to be tough but you will get massive results that is Rabbi Nachman's teachings it's very intense it's not for everybody it's not for everybody if you have all these questions in your mind and all these theories and all these things it's not for you but if you really want to get to the next level consciously, spiritually, and you want to have that constant desire where you can always see every light and everything, then it is for you. But you have to turn it up. So thank God I was so grateful that I got squeezed myself and I squeezed back and I saw tremendous results. May I help Hashem give everybody that same result also. Have a great day.